you please find a comfortable posture observe your body objectively your body is observed Saturday morning, our weekends. Last day of the week. Working hard every day. Last five days, maybe you are tired, exhausted, dealing with situation people, work matters, world matters. So many things you are processing inside you. How do you feel right now in this present moment to be at the temple, Most of our time we are using to help for other people, make everybody comfortable. Ask yourself a question, how much time I spend for myself, my own well-being, my own contentment, joy, taking care of my physical body and also my mind. Maybe you did some, maybe not enough. So therefore, end of the week, we are here at the temple this is our sanctuary this is our spiritual home. We are going to rejuvenate our bodies and minds, giving a boost. In this moment, please forget about past and future. Be grateful you are here right now However, even this cold day, you came to the temple. I'm so grateful to your determination, your strong will about it. Now take few deep, long breaths. Inhale and exhale, let go. All your tiredness, whatever negativities, emotions you are holding, experienced relaxation and peace. Feel harmony with your body. Feel close to yourself. 
Now send your loving thoughts towards yourself, thinking, May I be well, may I be happy, may I be peaceful. When you repeat those three words, put your energy and intention into those words. Maybe you are not perfectly understand what it means, which is okay, it takes time. These three words are life-changing for so many people. What I heard, some people were thinking about those three words last 20 years, the day we started this temple until now. What I hear from people, Every day is a different meaning, different practice, different realization. What is that means? Your practice is getting better. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. Intentions, sankalpas in Sanskrit. Using these limited, powerful words, we are making our intention for our practice, making our foundation for our spiritual journey. Just repeating those three words, you don't get into the deep realization. But how you are processing inside you, how you are understanding those words. Therefore, please think what it means. Buddha said, thinking and gaining wisdom. Thinking also part of meditation. May I be well. May I be happy, may I be peaceful. Now instead of me, you can say, I am well, I am happy, I am peaceful. Now you are very direct, your own practice. Not before, not future. Right now, in this present moment, I am well. Don't worry how you live your past. Don't worry how you are going to live in the future. In this present moment, I am well. In this present moment, I am happy. In this present moment, I am peaceful. If you experience it, this present moment, which is very powerful and important, I am well. I am happy. I am peaceful.
Now send your loving thoughts towards your family. May all of my family members be well, be happy, be peaceful. Sometimes it's very difficult to send loving thoughts to some of your family members. They are challenging people, difficult people, annoying. As I said, in this present moment, you are trying to understand about love, compassion, acceptance. Is it possible for you to change your perspective about your family members? If you are disappointed or angry with them, do you think you have benefit or do they have benefit? If there is no benefit, why we are hold on to those challenges or garbage. Change your perspective instead of disappointment or anger. Let that anger go and understand I cannot control what they do, their behaviors, their air for their own action their own karma. My practice is taking care of myself. May all of my family members be well, be happy, be peaceful. Imagine their smiling faces. Some people of your family members are gone, they are not in this world anymore. But still you have memories. Memories are alive. We are living with our memories. Therefore still you can send your loving thoughts towards them. Or learn how to forgive. What is forgiveness? which means completely letting go without reservations. Anger and disappointment is a lesson if you are mindful Other than that, there is no benefit. It is so harmful to your physical well-being and your mental well-being. I, I call it silent killer. Little by little, you are losing your strength, your power, because of those negativities. They are affecting to your physical body, they are affecting to your immunity. Make you weak, 
when you meditate, when you have positive thinking mind, you are going to be energized for good. Now send your loving thoughts towards whole world. Now think about you are embracing whole world with love and compassion. Pure, genuine, loving intentions. Just imagine all of us has that pure, genuine, loving intention. How beautiful this world. Now think about how beautiful this place right now with all of us. We can do it. We have to think small in the beginning. Ourselves here in this beautiful temple, your spiritual home, like-minded people, loving hearts together, all the good positive vibes. We all have same intention to bring contentment to our life. That's why we are here. Now slowly turn your attention to your breath. Every breath you take in, you take out, is taken mindfully. Be grateful to your breath. Be grateful to your life. You are surviving. You are safe. Pay your gratitude, respect. Again and again, each time, if you are distracted, bring your attention back. When you are distracted, don't be mad. That's the way it is. If you are not distracted, that means you are perfect. 
nothing to worry. So therefore, don't try so hard. Just be, be a silent observer. Don't do, just watch. Now observe your mind, observe your body. Your body is relaxed, your mind is calm, tranquil and peaceful. 
If your mind is tranquil, your meditation is working. Now bring your palms together close to your heart. What is the meaning of bowing? The first one is simple namaste, respect. Respect to yourself and others. The second meaning is a little bit deeper, going inward, not outward. First one is respect to self and the world. The second one is going inward, figuring out inside you, not outside of you. The third meaning is a little more deeper. Surrendering your ego, self, believing I, my and mine. If you understand that, you become so humble and loving and kind without being a doormat. May peace be with you. May you be well. May you be happy. May you be peaceful. Thank you very much. Please open your eyes. Okay. Good morning, everybody. So happy to see you all this morning. Sometimes people are thinking, Bhante Sujata is a teacher. He is teaching meditation. I understand that. I totally stopped that job <laughs> and teaching. Um, so after experience my life differently. And so now I don't consider I'm a teacher. Then who am I? <laughs> I think I'm a student. I'm a student, but still, so when I go to church services, you know, sometimes Sunday morning, church is inviting me to do a Buddhist service Sunday morning. When I go there, they always put my name, you know, the, their program is very interesting to me, Bhante Sujata's Sermon. <laughs> I, I understand that's a very traditional word, right? The churches, they are using the sermon. When you hear the word sermon, could you please explain to me what you feel? Because this is my second language. Preaching. No, teaching. Teaching. Okay, teaching. And preaching? Preaching. The wisdom. wisdom. Okay, okay. So when we are, you know, you heard in this culture, don't preach me. <laughs> when somebody is preaching, do you like it? I don't think so. Somebody is in the pedestal and giving uh, advices. I know there's a wisdom. So I think in our uh, 2,000 years old tradition in Sri Lanka, same. So the monks are on the very higher place and giving sermons. So people, no questions at all. They uh, shake their head and respect, but later they are criticizing, definitely. <laughs> and, you know, then they walk away. I think I'm exhausted and tired about it. So then I'm thinking it is wasting my time, it's useless. 
I want to build the conversation. So therefore, after pandemic, processing my, you know, the, my practice again, and I redid it. And so then I realized I don't want to be a teacher. What I'm doing now, whatever I practice, whatever I understand, I'm sharing with people. So then you have an option, you want to accept it or not. So there's no need to criticize about it. <laughs> right? Then we both are safe. <laughs> so when I was in Phoenix uh, last two weeks, um, I was teaching, I, I talked to lots of people, almost 2,000 people I talk. Uh, it's very interesting. So a group of people came to me uh, one evening after my class. We sit down and kind of talking. Then uh, one person said to me, Bhante, is it possible for me to take you home? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a joke. I asked, why? You know, are you lonely? No, I'm not lonely. You know, I do sometimes. I think you are the best person to live with me. <laughs> then I said, you don't know who I am yet. <laughs> Maybe you get really tired and exhausted if I'm moving to your house. You know, I'm a difficult person to work with. <laughs> As those monks, right? <laughs> so anyway, then we start to laugh and build a session. I asked, why do you make that statement? Then uh, he said, when we are practicing with you as a group, I am doing so well. I am doing so well. When I am doing the group meditation, when you are around and with other people, I feel so good. So therefore, I want to have that feeling every day. I said, you are too, uh, what is called, needy now. And, you know, I think that's the intention, maybe it doesn't work. So, because after I'm moving to you, I'm making you really crazy. You know, that's what happened. So then later, I was thinking about it, what he made, in the deeper sense. So people like community. We all do, right? Any community. So positive people like to find the positive community. Then you can keep that positivity. Negative people, how about them? They always find their community too. <laughs> then they are doing all the crazy stuff. You all understand what I'm talking about. If you want to go positive direction, you can find the positive group of people. If you want to go to the negative people, you can find that group too. Within a second, after you go out from this door, you can find it. No problem. So in the Buddhist teaching, we have a word for that. Now it is widely, we are using that word here in this country. What is the word we use for our community? Sangha. Sangha means simple translation is a community but it is not well translated. Sangha. So now think about, you know, there are lots of uh, things scattered everywhere. Now think about, there is a one hair, what is called the one string of hair. You know, you know then how do you feel? It is very strong? No. Now think about, you are putting hundreds hair together make a rope, <laughs> how strong it is, right? It's very strong. We can do lots of things, but having a one hair, you cannot do nothing. No strength in that. So when we make the sangha means all the things separated, 
and bring together, making one. When we are individually thinking, what is happening in the world? When we are thinking individually, what is, what is the word we use? I'm thinking about myself. Selfish. So the selfishness can go two different directions. Of course, when you go inward, you have to be selfish for your own salvation. When you are living your life every day, social norm, you know, activities, you cannot follow that guideline because we have to work as a team. So Sangha means people are separated, you know, individually, creating more problems in their life, you know, you know, the separately, then we bring together and keep them together like one. That is what Sangha means. So when we are individual, everything is ego-related. Everything is ego-related, I, my, and mine. Now, when you are sitting this kind of group, you can think just about yourself, but as a community here, even you are sitting, you have to think person next to you. Right? Now think of, for example, you know, you are sitting on the chair. Then you feel cough. How do you feel? You're just coughing all over? When you are home, maybe not. You know, you do whatever you want. You don't care, right? But when you are in this kind of community, how do you do that? You cover yourself, try to make it, you know, you know, soft. It doesn't work. You run to the bathroom. I have seen it. People are doing here in this room. What did that mean? You are so concerned about other people around you. That's what Sangha means. So, is this Sangha, our community, not as an individual, as a group, is it important to you? Why it is important to you? Why this community is important to you? Yes, supporting your progress. Now think about like this, you come to the temple by yourself. You are practicing meditation, maybe you are planning to sit like 45 minutes. I know some people come to the temple telling me, oh, I'm going to do a longer meditation practice today, by himself or herself. Then we are doing certain things around. After five, ten minutes, that person is gone. Maybe that is what it means for long for them. I don't know. I'm, I'm ju judging. Yes, I'm judging. <laughs> and so, but not condemning. <laughs> not condemning. I try to understand that. So, but now think about when you come to the temple Saturday morning. Now you are sitting here. How do you feel? With all the people? How do you feel? You want to get up and go? Absolutely not. If you have any physical problem, definitely you can. But as a group, you are so determined to stay together. So then I was thinking that man who asked me, to, he wants to take me home for his practice. That's what it means. When we sangha as a community, the same energy flowing around us. Sometimes we cannot touch that feeling. We cannot 
you know, the, go and, you know, the, you know, give a hug to that feeling. No, not at all. But we feel in deep inside us, everybody's energy is supporting to us. Now think about you are doing a meeting. Right? We are doing all, you know, we don't like meetings, right? I personally, I don't. And so when we are doing meeting, if there is a one negative person, how do you feel? Lot of tension, right? Lot of tension. Now think about it. We all are in this room, have a positive mind, and we have same goal, we are going towards the same goal, then you feel everybody is supporting to my practice. Maybe you are not, you don't know that person next to you, but his or her energy always supporting to you to continue. That's what is called the Sangha. So when we are in this spiritual journey, of course, we have to work together as a team. So when, we, when I'm young, as a young monk, I used to live with 150 monks. It is annoying <laughs> and <laughs> difficult and challenging. Same time as a group, it is so powerful. So then we are working together. I cannot think individually. I cannot think myself. So when I was you know, in the temple, even here, when I, we are living with the monks, always, you know, but now think about this country. If you are hungry, you open the refrigerator, you eat. But as a Sangha, we are not doing like that. So yesterday, I was eating with the monks. So I know they are cooking, when, especially when I am coming, they are cooking. So even I can see everything is cooked, you know, on the counter and everything is ready. I just come and eat, no problem. I know they cook for me too. But always I want to make sure they already had the lunch, they are going to have the lunch with me. I always, you know, call them and go to their room and check, you know, I'm hungry, I'm going to eat, you guys come and join, or are you hungry? I am always thinking about them before I act. So even I go to a restaurant, even I go to a Starbucks, I'm always checking with them, do you need any coffee? That's what Sangha means. We always care. So now we are building our spiritual together with our community, supporting from each other. Please do that. Then we are keep walking together. We can holding hands and practice. We can giving a hug and practice. We can do so many things as together. But one day, we have to break that bond. So when you go to your deeper awareness, you don't have Sangha. That means your last part of your spiritual journey, you are walking by yourself. But the, in the beginning, whatever support you get from those people and community is so powerful. Does it make sense? So now think about Saturday. Today is so cold, you know, the COVID is crazy. Therefore, I will stay home and practice one hour. How many people can do it? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't. Some people do. But when you come to the temple, you make that commitment. Now you can see the, what is the power of the Sangha means. Sangha means no ego. We are not thinking individually. We are thinking as a one, as a group. So in our spiritual journey, when we are working together, this community is very important to us. 
Therefore, when you come to the temple or when you are sitting with a group of people and doing your spiritual practice, I think that's very important in, in the beginning of your spiritual journey. Therefore, keep doing it. But when we are doing that, don't think our Sangha is my 100% salvation. They are not. They are not 100% your salvation. You, your salvation, your freedom, God, one, one day by yourself. And also I had a very interesting experience when I was in Phoenix. Uh, two of my friends, you know, who are practicing with me last eight, nine years, husband and wife, they are so beautiful, loving and caring people. So loving. Every time when I go there, they take me to dinner or breakfast or a couple of times they are doing it. She always telling me, feeding a monk, feeding the world. <laughs> That's beautiful, right? Feeding a monk, feeding the world. Why? What you do, I cannot do. But if I'm feeding you, that's totally right. If I feed you, you go and do the job. So then I become a part of it. So when we are having a breakfast, <clears throat> they are so sweet and kind and you know, their relationship is going well, I can see. Then I ask, what is the secret for your relationship to going healthy? What they said, something amazing to me. Bhante, we are totally love to each other. We care about it. But when we go to sleep at night, we are sleeping totally two separate bedrooms. <laughs> How wonderful that? How wonderful that we extremely love each other and respect, but when we go to sleep, we go to the separate bedrooms. Why is that? Then as a Sangha, as a community, two of us is very important every day, every second, throughout the day. But when we go to bed, we are totally two different people. My wife wants to television on. Then she's falling asleep. For me, when I go to bed, I need my calm space. I don't want to talk. I want to read a book. But she's turned on the television loud. I'm reading a book. Then television is keep going and, you know, I'm falling asleep and she also falling asleep is crazy. <laughs> then the morning, she wake up and she's making her own stuff. Then I had to wake up too. Why? She's making all the noises. <laughs> and she's doing her hair and she's doing her makeups and, you know, then she, you know, the, banging the pots and pans and she's doing that. So, you know, it's a chaos, it's a challenging. So therefore, one day we both made the decision, when you go to sleep, let's have two bedrooms. <laughs> that means I don't care what time you wake up, I don't care what time you eat, it doesn't matter. But as a community, as a two people, we always connected because we have a whole house. How beautiful that, right? So people are thinking, when you are in the spiritual journey, you know, we have to be together all the time. It is not. Therefore, don't have that expectation. So even you are loving somebody, extremely love. Your partner, your girlfriend or boyfriend, husband. Always like that? I don't think so. Even you are extremely, oh, I want to run away for a while from her. <laughs> you know, I want to run away from the, my husband. For People come and tell me those things. 
You know, I'm asking why you are spending time with me today. Bhante, I need the break from my husband. <laughs> People telling me all those stories, because even I am not married, I am not in a relationship, I know the problems. I know the So therefore, Sangha, living together is so powerful, supporting to each other, it doesn't mean we are holding and attaching to the person. That means not Sangha. That means you are creating more problems. Therefore, I'm asking, please come and practice every day with people and a group and learn and discuss and do everything. But end of the day, you are your own. That's how we have to walk in this spiritual journey. Any thoughts and any questions about it? You can make comments or you can say, I don't like it. <laughs> So I'm okay, whatever you say, that's not my problem. <laughs> Any, anything come into your mind about you know, this community and your practice? Any thoughts? Yes? Right. Right. Yeah, that's a powerful thing, right? So that's why I call the Sangha, it's unconditional, unconditional. All the, the stories, uh, in the, you know, the Buddhist stories, I can see that quality. So we, you know, especially, you know, most of the time, you know, I'm an executive director of the temple, right? I have power legally to make all the decisions, but I don't. I know exactly the best answer but I don't do it. I always discuss. So, you know, with monks, you know, I'm the senior, you know, I have power to do those things, but I don't. I exactly sometimes, I know this is the answer they are going to give me to, but always I'm asking, as a Sangha, all the monks we call the Sangha too, I want to check all the Blue Lotus monks, we have almost 20 of them now around the country, I'm always, we have a group. I'm sending them a message. This is what I'm going to do. Please put your thoughts into this. So then we can discuss all the ideas and then we create the decision. I think it's powerful, but end of the day, unconditionally we are giving love to everybody. I have to go my own journey. Then she said, I am too exhausted now crying in front of you. <laughs> Even she didn't say, she didn't come to say goodbye to me. I was shocked, you know, I was shocked. And same time, I was so proud of her. And she said, I'm tired and exhausted. Then she said something so powerful to me, you are not my son anymore. <laughs> Actually, she did so wonderful. Then I asked, what do you mean? You are not belong to me, you are belong to the world. But I became your mother. I am so blessed. To call your mom. But you have so many moms, you have so many people in the world, I just letting you to go and do whatever you do in the world. Then I, th I thought my mother got that realization, how beautiful it is. That's what I call the letting go. That means when she letting go me, she never lose me. I am more connected to her now than before. How powerful that, right? That's very powerful. So therefore, you can understand now, Sangha is a half 
of the, our journey, they are supporting to us. But when you go to the end of the, our journey, we have to say goodbye to them. You have to walk your own journey. Julie? So Julie has something today, and uh, <clears throat> we have a little bit, um, you, know, the, you know, little activity to do. Julie will help me, and so then later I will explain. Yeah, you can sit here. I can sit up here. Yeah. Wow. You can sit here. Okay. Hi, everybody. So um, Bhante asked me to lead a special two-minute practice, so we're going to do that now. Gently close your eyes or have a soft gaze downward. You're beginning to feel your body in the chair or on the floor in connection with that cushion. With the exhales, you can let the bones sink deeper into the earth. You're beginning to feel the space around you. Inviting any experience of the solid, yet always changing support of this bamboo floor below us was once grass. Feeling the radiant heat coils that keep the space warm from the floor. And finally, feeling your particular space in this special place built only to to accept you exactly as you are, to support your practice. And so as you may be well, happy, peaceful, offering a collective wish, may this special space from the tip of the roof all the edges, all of the earth and land, down to the core, also be cared for. Taking a final deep breath in, 
And letting it go. Slowly opening the eyes when they're ready. Thank you. Okay, everybody. Today I want to um, make a little explanation about the Blue Lotus Temple. <clears throat> now, almost 20 years we are running this place. Um, but as a founder, a leader, <laughs> I'm the trouble always. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm in Sri Lanka or in the, in the heaven. Maybe definitely they will call me. And so, first I want to let you know... Um, Usually, I don't talk these things too much to people. If you are today totally new, new person, it's okay. And if you are new, first-timers. So, last 20 years, I was running and helping this place. When I start this place, I made my determination. I give more to the temple, take less. So, therefore, the day I started... I can remember I made like $45 donation. I was living in Cary that time. I went to a TCF bank in Jewel, Osco. First bank account I opened for the Blue Lotus Temple having $45, like 20 years ago. So that donation people gave me, Bill, you know, Jason, maybe you are here that day. And I was thinking, this is not mine. This is for the temple. So that day I made the determination myself. I never, as long as I can, that's how I think, as long as I can, I never take any money from the temple. Now I run this temple 20 years for my personal food or expenses or travel or my robes. I never take even one penny from this temple. So now sometimes board get upset with me because I have a hard time, but I said, no, as long as I have food to survive, I'm okay. Don't worry about me. So I have a couple of people around the world. They are personally supporting me for my work. So I'm so grateful to those people. So therefore today I was thinking this is my job and my right to tell you about how we are running this temple a little bit. So. We are not like a membership organization, okay? We don't have a membership. So people are making the pledges. So yesterday I was talking to Tessa, the office manager. We have 115 pledges. Our rough, roughly total number is 4,500 per month, you know? So last two years, because of the COVID, we lost almost $30,000. Why? Our biggest fundraiser, we are making 15,000 rands per year. We lost it two years. Now we are going to lose it again third year too. So that means financially, we are in the edge. So I know as a monk, I cannot ask. You know, we train as a monk not to ask. So our Buddhist countries, I do my job, then people do their job. But here, there is a saying in America, if you don't ask, you don't get it. So now I'm so Americanized. <laughs> why I cannot survive here? So why I'm asking directly today, not for me, I'm asking you just for you. <laughs> so therefore, 
I, my goal to make that pledge is double. If you can make it double, still we have to pay the mortgage and all those things. And you know, we have two employees, and so we have to pay for them. And it's very challenging. Therefore, if you can pledge, I'm really grateful. It doesn't matter how much. If you can pledge $1 per month, we can count. Because when we are sending the basket, we cannot you know, have a strong financial foundation based on the basket. I want to make sure uh, we have enough money. So one year I was in Sri Lanka, one of monks called me and said, Bhante, you have to come back soon. I asked why. We got the red notice from the, you know, from the bank. So we don't have money in the checking account. So within, you know, I have power to make the difference. And so then, without having a, you know, Julie was that time in the board, having asking any question, I wrote to the whole world Sangha for me, I need help. Within a one week, I made the $30,000. So people have, many people who are helping to the temple, they never seen the temple. They never been here. So therefore, this is the world community come together. And so therefore, lovingly, I'm asking, if you can make a pledge, if you are coming to the temple, it's a really big support me, it's a relief. So then I can go and work more and help the world because this place is going a little down. So I cannot relax. So therefore I really appreciate today we set the table over there. Tessa is here, Julie is going to help. And if you have any question, you can set up um, credit card payment, automatic payment and bank transfer, all those things. You have to say any few words, Julie? <laughs> Please, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, it's not really the amount, you know, it's, it is the collective yeah. uh, horse rope. <laughs> yeah, and also, don't feel, you know, and also I have seen, I'm very sorry to say this, it's a guilt-driven country, <laughs> and so therefore, don't feel guilt, right? I don't want that money, having a guilt. If you cannot do that, that's totally fine. Please come and practice. You know, there is a lady, I don't know, Carol here. You know, she is taking the train every week, coming here and cleaning all the bathroom and mopping this place. Otherwise, we had to pay for the cleaning too. So therefore, if you cannot give money, you can do something else. You know, you cannot donate. So therefore, I'm kindly asking, as she said, not the amount and what is coming from your heart. I'm so grateful. If you want to increase your pledge, that's great too. <laughs> <laughs> if you're able. And also, Tessa, you want to come? So today we have a special healthy snack from monks made from the lentils and um, for the sale. They, they, they make some, you know, little bags and brown bags you can purchase from the bookstore. So I'm very sorry, you know, not sorry actually. And so don't feel bad I bring this discussion today. And uh, I really appreciate it. Okay.